Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is The Rescue. But first... (laughs) But first, it's the Whiskey of the Week. hey yo. (laughs) So this week's whiskey is by Still Austin. Um, I picked it up because I like the bottle. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, looks like it comes from Austin. Yeah. I feel like I should be listening to Lumineers as I drink very this that. whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely got like a really interesting like art stylized whiskey mm-hmm. as a pair, as opposed to like a bottle is a bottle is a bottle. Yeah. They mm-hmm. definitely, you can tell that they like took the time to design this bottle and I know that they like probably all do, but mm-hmm. this one you can like. I don't know. It's like got an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't know if all whiskey bottles like have an aesthetic. Yeah. No, this one's very much like a, it's a thing. Yeah. So we got the straight bourbon whiskey, which they call the musician mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting woman on the cover that I always thought was holding a guitar, but it's just a piece of wood. Oh, I thought it was her hair. I think it's supposed to be a piece of wood. It's definitely in the same color as her hair. It's an interesting photo. This one has white corn, rye, and malted barley and is 100% Texan. Okay. Okay. So. Any special notes of what I should be tasting? So this nose, Mm -hmm. maybe some pineapple. Interesting. Maybe some coconut. Interesting. (laughs) Maybe some s'mores. So like dessert. Yeah. Palette, cinnamon, brown butter, and almonds. With a finish of tropical fruit, toffee, and baking spices. Interesting. They have a very interesting website. I like the way it all kind of moves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Well, yeah. Props you all for at least for your website. Without further ado, cheers. Yeah, why would cheers if I sniffed it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. Okay. Not bad. Nose hairs are intact. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually almost pleasant. To smell it. Yeah, it's, it's, I like the scent. The scent? The smell? The scent? I like the scent. The scent smell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pleasant to sniff on. Mm, okay, let me, let's try it out. Okay, so now let me taste it. Chin chin. Mm. All right, yeah, guys. Y'all. Sippability for this one. Not bad. Not bad, yeah. But it does have a bite. It does. It is 98.4 proof. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Definitely <laughs> definitely not the most alcoholic one we've had, but it's still pretty high up there. Okay, so this one, okay, so after I've sipped it and, and, and meditated on it, because, <laughs> you know, still um. Austin from Austin, you know? Um. 
yoga with Adrian, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So after having let it marinate a bit, it does punch me in the throat a little bit. It is a bit throat punchy. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, it's deceptive. Mm-hmm. This one is deceptive because I would typically expect that a whiskey that doesn't burn my nose hairs uh, is not going to punch my throat, typically. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think this one's deceptive, because it smells kind of sweet. I definitely did not taste the coconut. Um, I can a little. I don't taste the coconut. Maybe. (laughs) I think it's coconut. No, I don't taste the coconut, but I do get, I guess the punchiness comes from the bake. The baking spices. Mm. Yeah. I, it kind so it kind of reminds me of like that, that feeling when you eat like hot chilies mm. and you take that first bite and you're like, oh, this is a beautifully sweet little chili. And then, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like throat punching you. Yeah. So I, I, it's like I could, I like the, um, the throat punchy, the delayed throat punchiness of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm super into it. Um, the flavor's not necessarily 100% up my alley. But I'm sure I'll also change my mind in about four minutes because I still really like it. Definitely want to put an ice cube in it. Yes. See if maybe that Absolute, opens up the sweeter. I could see that really, yeah. Let me go get an ice cube. Doing that for me. Mm-hmm. While Jen goes to get solidified water, um, on the website, they do have a little section on the artist. He's from New York City, and he was named the Texas State Artist by the Texas Legislature. Nope. By the Texas Legislature and the Commission on the Arts. So a guy from New York. Yeah, he was. A, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a former instructor at the School of Visual Arts in NYC, and he was. Na- Why was he named Texas artist? Oh right, I put that in there. That's odd. Yeah, that's why I'm like, uh, how is he a Texas artist if he's from freaking New York? You know. Yeah, that's a good question. It's like the appropriation of. <laughs> Texas, Texas folk art culture. Yeah. Where's art? I bet you it's some white dude. It definitely is some white dude. <laughs> I 100%. It's 100%. Some. Bet you it's His some white His name is dude. Mark, not to put you on blast, Mark, but Mark Burkhart. Yeah. I'm curious <laughs> now. I'd like to look into this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, Texas legislature, instead of worrying about naming artists of the year or whatever that are not from Texas... You should probably fix our grit and protect our voting rights. And at the very least, pick a Texas artist. (laughs) At the very least, (laughs) pick a Texan. That is all. Okay, so um, that will probably end up getting a little cut. That's a little. (laughs) You can probably tell we've been drinking, so it's fine. It's fine. Um, Let's see how it tastes with this ice. Automatically. More sippable. Yeah, in your definitely words. more sippable and almost a little sweeter. I agree. 
le- it, it, it punches me a little less. It's like a soft, not a fart. Sorry. That's just not- <laughs> <laughs> that staying in. <laughs> it's just like a soft, a light craze, if you will. Yeah. It's like, it's a completely different. I love, I'm really fascinated by the aspect of whiskeys where we put that ice in there and it's like a completely different whiskey. Deception yeah. is what this bottle is. I love it. Yeah. I'm De- super into if it. If deception could be bottled up, mm-hmm. this is it. I'll be interested to see, to try more of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually had got, one of, another mm-hmm. bottle of theirs and I really liked it as well. It's because Jen's a whiskey drinker in public now, y'all. Oh God. Um, I feel cool now. I mean, look, you've always been cool. Let's get down to it. Now I'm just getting free drinks by men that don't necessarily want to fuck me, but are just enamored and by like, the fact that I know even whiskey. If, even if they do, they're not going to. I mean, they're not going to. Sorry, but I you get a free drink. You can introduce them to me. <laughs> hey, guys. Have you met my friend and co-host? Oh, yeah. I told I told the dudes at the restaurant the other day. I was like, oh, you think I know about whiskey? <laughs> my co-host. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> she watches far too much science fiction and anime. <laughs> uh, and she is single. Yes. And, and almost ready to like maybe entertain the idea of start dating. She's she's but she's down to text you. Maybe. <laughs> so with this whiskey, mm-hmm. what are we gonna score it? I actually like it now more with the ice. Absolutely. It completely changed my score. So I would say it's like an 8.9 for me. Wow. That's high. Mm -hmm. Just because when I drink it, I am reminded that I am drinking whiskey because I get the punch. Mm. But it's not something that I... I'm not looking forward to drinking. I kind of forget about the punch, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm willing to take another sip and get another punch in the throat. Um, but it's it the ice de- definitely made a difference. Yeah, it's definitely a good. I think I'm really starting to get a handle on like what a general straight bourbon whiskey is mm-hmm. going to be expected mm-hmm. to kind of be like fall within that like framework, and it's just mm-hmm. a good straight whiskey Mm -hmm. you know this isn't like one of those where i would tell you you want to try this one because Mm -hmm. this is just like you want to try this one yeah you just want to try this one this is this is a casual one that i think that you know we could be sipping on someone's porch you Mm -hmm. know another one that's like i would recommend to it kind of reminds me in that sense of like the rio brazos Mm -hmm. from last season that Mm -hmm. was made us kind of feel like if you don't like this one mm-hmm. you don't like whiskey whiskey may not be your preferred thing because a lot of yeah. the other ones like kind of went out on the kind concept of the whiskey mm-hmm. did this did that and this is just you know yeah this is a, a straight whiskey. intro yeah whiskey i think that this would be the base this feels like a good texan whiskey yeah this is what like i baseline want. And then we can get a little bit adventurous, mm-hmm. move up and down the spectrum. Which that kind of should be because this is their straight mm-hmm. bourbon. So this yeah. should be kind of their middle, like middle of the road. This is what a whiskey is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to uh, look at other ones. I'm going to give it an 8.75. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think it's a strong whiskey. Mm-hmm. But. Not your fave. I won't be surprised if 
one of their other expressions is something that I'll be like a little bit more into because it's going to have some more character <laughs> that, or like a stronger rye. Cause I do mm-hmm. like the rye, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or one that has like an interesting flavor palette, you know, mm-hmm. who knows, who knows? We'll explore some more. All right, guys. So uh, you gave it a 8.9. Yep. One of your higher scores. Yep. Uh, I gave it a 8.75. Still not uh, low by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's pretty high. Um, so uh, we'll keep sipping on this. Mm-hmm. And let's, we'll take you. Uh, let's chat some Doctor Who. To Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to take a moment to thank everybody for listening and being a part of this cute little journey. Yes, thank um, you. With the shorter episode, uh, we just kind of wanted to reach out and say if you haven't and you have access to the uh, Apple Podcast Store, then you can leave some stars, mm-hmm. leave a comment, mm-hmm. help people find us. Yes, please. Be a part of the conversation. Yes. Who's your bad guy? Mm-hmm. What would you give all of our whiskeys? Recommend a whiskey. Please uh, do. Just, uh, it helps people find us and it helps uh, more people like us kind of come together to talk about nerdy shit mm-hmm. from 60 years ago. Yeah. 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 So thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited to be here and really excited to be uh, hanging out with y'all. Thank y'all. Cool. So this week we are discussing The Rescue. Um, the Rescue is a two-part story mm-hmm. that ran on the 2nd of January and the 9th of January. Oh, wow. Now we're in my birthday month. Heck yeah. Just like several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Far before you were born. <laughs> before I was even a thought. So... It was broadcast in two weekly parts on the 2nd of January and the 9th of January of 1965. Mm. So the first two episodes Mm -hmm. of the new year. So we're kind of, we're in the mid Mm sixties and generally Mm -hmm. this is where I fill out the context corner and kind of tell us what's happening when these episodes are coming out. Um, but two weeks is a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, meh. Mm. Stuff happens, but like the everyone's celebrating the new year. Yeah. We're halfway through the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that in this episode. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. I, I, I think we got a bit of a turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the story was written by David Whitaker and directed by Christopher Barry. Now, where do we know these guys from? Nope, I didn't like that. That was a little too hmm. children's mm-hmm. story and, hour uh, guys. lecture. Um, we know them from David Whitaker was a script editor for the production team for a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. So he's just been a script editor like out in the world. So he's familiar with these characters. He's worked with them, even though we haven't seen really anything from him yet. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Berry directed most of the episodes of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. So he's been on early and on for what's arguably one of the most important uh, episodes or stories so far in terms mm-hmm. of impact. Now, what were your first impressions of this two-parter? First of all, thank you, Jesus, baby Jesus in a major, that it was two episodes long because 
it was a good little refresher. Mm -hmm. And now that you mentioned that it was the first like story of this new year, I'm like, I, yeah, it, it, it felt a little shortened and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. But also like, it's, it is possible for these writers to tell a Doctor Who story in two episodes. So I mean, I don't know. Our other two-parter was what? Edge of Destruction? Oh, that's right. Well. I don't know if they figured out the two-parter yet. I feel like they redeemed themselves, this one. Mm-hmm. It was way better than uh, fucking. Oh, much better than Edge uh, of Destruction. Yeah. 100% Shroom better. Tramp. Shroom yeah. Trip episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so first impressions was that, that I'm super grateful that it was short. Also, it was. I almost felt as if it was a – let me back up. So when – I felt like the episode was trying to redeem itself from the shitty way that it – that Susan had been treated just because of the little montage where they all have, like, these fond memories of Susan. Like, oh, (laughs) I wonder how Susan's doing. And I'm like – Okay, you could have appreciated her when she was there presently. Yeah. Also, writers, like, you you fucked up. Like, you could have really used this character and really grown and expanded the character, but you chose mm-hmm. not to. Uh, so, but then towards the end, I felt like, oh, here we go again. Here, this, mm. here is someone else who's come to replace Screamy Susan, who mm-hmm. is not as screamy, but definitely is giving me Susan vibes. So fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting because, and we'll kind of get into it when we talk about Miss Vicky, Mm -hmm. but I don't, it would be interesting for me to go and look at like how often did shows replace characters Mm -hmm. a lot back then? Like, Mm -hmm. is that something that was like done as much? Yeah. Because, you know, now, I don't expect a character to survive one season for mm-hmm. a lot of the shit I watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to know if this is kind of an experiment and all of that anyway. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Yeah. I know that she's basically going to be like a probably a replacement Susan because they still don't know how to do teenagers. Mm-mm. But I still have like hopes for Vicky because mm-hmm. I feel like they've already grounded her character in a different space. Yeah. Also, she's not biologically related to the doctor mm-hmm. or whatever. So there can be a different relationship there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's not familial. So a brief synopsis mm-hmm. of this episode before we break down into the TARDIS points. The doctor sleeps through a landing. Barbs gets pushed off a cliff by a man in a horribly overworked costume. Oh, the doctor and Ian make it through the legend of the hidden temple while Barbs plays the minder, and hero to our new friend, super mod, no pants, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chaos yep. ensues. Yep. Somehow it gets cleared up. Mm-hmm. We hop back up on the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And we have a new companion. Yep. Yep. The so, end. the end. Yeah. <laughs> Two episodes. Easy peasy. hmm So now we're going to break it down into TARDIS points. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, let's do it.
Jen. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? What does it mean? We've had a we've had a bit of a break in uh, recording, guys. So it's been a minute because I think the last time you almost had it. Terrifically arbitrary ratings decided on <laughs> in serious intoxication. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that you didn't even get the letters in order. Yeah, it's I was beautiful. like, I don't, I don't know. TARDIS points. You got, you got the gist of it. Just write it down. Terrifically, no, it's not as much fun that way. <laughs> Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. There we go. Determined, intoxicated. I knew intoxicated yeah. serious. It's always the D. It's always the D that trips you up. Mm-hmm. So, the doctor. How did you feel about our favorite old man? I mean, I didn't take too, much, too many notes on him, so I... I mm-hmm. he, really didn't make too much of an impression here nor there for me. I think the one the one thing the one thing I focused on in my notes is just a brief moment where he shows some feelings and and, and misses Susan. Oh. You know, where you can actually see like, oh, they were family, you know, he did cuz I couldn't tell sure for a lot of the the first of those episodes, you know, I couldn't tell. So it was just very interesting to see this more sympathetic. He made my little heart melt. Yeah. That whole moment mm -hmm. with them on the TARDIS where he like called out to her. Yeah. And Barbara was like, he's not here. You know, I got You can teach me. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Also, he just seems way more relaxed now. I think he was in mourning, you know, this episode, he was just kind of very, just, I guess, just down in the dumps. But he also doesn't have to protect anybody anymore. Yeah, not anymore. I think he's kind of just like, y'all are adults. Y'all know what's up. Yeah. You know, we've been through this. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the fact that he just slept through it. Yeah, he was definitely a different person Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. episode. Um, And I also have to wonder, just because we don't know of his story before episode one Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten anything about his history Mm -hmm. he's just there yeah so we don't even know what other kind of family he's got we don't know why he's there we don't know any of his personal traumas Mm -hmm. and i think having your granddaughter stranded in space and time yeah is traumatic enough Mm -hmm. that I would be disappointed if we hadn't seen some kind of change in character. Mm-hmm. But I also could like imagine that in 1964, we're not going to be like overthinking leaving yeah. Screamy Susan on yeah. future Earth with hot Earthling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I liked the doctor mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah. He was just different. He's not my favorite kind of doctor because he was just not... He was just kind of there this episode. He was know? there to get Vicky on the TARDIS. Yeah. That's really the the purpose mm-hmm. of, for his presence this episode. Yeah. I really don't have too much. I really don't. He kind of played confidant to Vicky. He was the one that was like, oh, Barbara's not so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Interesting, yeah. I thought it was a very interesting turn 
And um, and I guess you could say he solved the episode, like he fixed everything, but he didn't. Re- he just kind of existed through it. It was he didn't really do anything. Mm-mm. No, he was just kind of there, mm-hmm. and everything kind of played out around him, mm-hmm. which I'm not mad at. Mm-hmm. But for a two parter was mm-hmm. it would have been nice if he had like done something solved yeah. some kind of puzzle yeah but instead it's like oh look there is a trap door yep that's it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah not the most co- and maybe it's because i'm expecting more complex stuff because most episodes are like four to six episodes long yeah and this one was so cut and dry mm-hmm. i think this the purpose was just to introduce vicky oh 100 you know it wasn't anything yeah. much, much else so um what kind of a score are you going to give the doctor? I mean, I'm going to give him a five because it's kind of just middle of the road, you know? This is the first, absolutely. I was thinking like a five. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's not, this episode was not a vehicle for him. No, not at all. And that shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. As we can much- see the ulterior motive. Yeah, as much as like the last couple of episodes have really been about the doctor's journey. With himself in space and time. Mm-hmm. This one really just wasn't. They were like, I don't care about the doctor. We're going to focus it on It really was else. just the storyline. Yeah. How we get Vicky on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fives all around. Mm-hmm. So next is Miss Barbara. Barbs. You know, Barbs for me, I didn't have too much on her, honestly. Um, she did play more of a role, obviously, with in terms of with like hanging out with Vicky, but um, you know, she she Barb was also kind of middle of the road for me too this episode. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Barb's was absolutely fucking crazy. This story, Barb's, whoops, Barb's suddenly went full on priest guy from the Aztecs and was just like, we're just gonna kill everybody. She got shooty and I don't know. She got, it was very much a side, it very much reminiscent of the side of Barbara that we got from the Aztecs to me. Interesting. I just don't remember. I mean, I granted, I watched this a week and a half ago. Yeah. So my mind's not the freshest, but I, I mean, the fact that I didn't even write too much about her, I was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just because I was like, oh, here we go again. Barbara doing Barbara things. <laughs> Uh, she just well remember when Vicky's like hanging out outside and she's got like her pet animal and oh god and then she fucking kills the, the thing well with like the flare that they're used to they're supposed to use for the rescue ship and she's like here's the thing that Vicky is clearly not afraid of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very clearly just like chilling with the weird thing mm-hmm. and she comes and grabs their emergency flare <laughs> And without hesitation, just kills, kills it. it. Mm-hmm. That, like, to me, it wiped out everything else about. There were some moments she in there was that a I Karen. Really, man, there were some moments where I actually like kind of liked her, mm-hmm. where I thought they were like, oh, now that Susan's gone, we're gonna give her even more of a like brash kind of personality mm-hmm. that I was excited about. <sighs> but then she shot that animal, and when Vicky was upset about it, she was like. 
Hmm. It was going to eat you, bitch. Mm-hmm. And Vicky's like, it's a fucking herbivore, you asshole. <laughs> like, you couldn't have even, like, I've I been here for a year. I've been here for a year, and you think you can just, like, walk in and kill my pet? Yeah. Can you imagine? I would, if someone just came into my house. And, and he's like, killed. oh, Bo's a big dog. Yeah, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And get out. No wonder, I, like, I do not blame Vicky for, like, losing her <laughs> ever loving shit mm-hmm. on all you've got is a cri- we'll get to we'll get to Vicky Th- there was also one point where she was pissed off or like scared or something mm-hmm. because it was also a week and a half ago when I watched this mm-hmm. and she just started flipping over chairs for no reason <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like don't do that someone's gonna have to clean that up I think this is one of her most Karen uh, yeah most Karen like attitude episodes it's why i like it's not like she's as horrific Mm -hmm. as the aztecs it just kind of brings me back to that whole like the sense of entitlement yeah Mm -hmm. the second she thinks she knows better she is kind of a tyrant she is she's the type of person that you would never want to go into power correct Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean, that being said, what are you going to rank her? Well, now that I remember, <laughs> um, Bar is pretty terrible. I'm going to give her a 7.5. A 7.5? Mm-hmm. That's so high. I mean, because she, she was, I, I guess I'm giving her that more so because of the fact that she hasn't learned. <laughs> I gave her a fucking 2. Oh, sorry. I reversed that oh, for a second. Okay. Yeah, okay. sorry. No, I, no, no. That's why I was horrified. I was like a seven. No, 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 no. Sorry. I, I reversed the scale. For a brief moment, I thought 10 was the worst. Okay. Um, so like a 2.5. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a 2.5. That sounds better. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I just had a major brain fart. A 2.5. Slash we've been drinking for close to six hours. A, a sometime. <laughs> a 2.5. <laughs> Sometimes I'm gonna get it out a 2.5 uh, for Barbara because she was just extra Karen. She was she was serving lots of Karen, just serving, and she has not learned her lesson yet. So mm-hmm. you know, I would agree. I would agree. I was I was most displeased with Barbara this mm-hmm. episode. She was actually the thing that made it so Vicky didn't almost join. She was the reason that Vicky almost didn't join the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. The doctor had to it. talk Vicky down from being like, oh, you know, Barbara's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the second the doctor's having to convince someone that Barbara's not bad, yeah. instead we of the a reverse, problem. there's an issue that we need to be confronting within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if she does. Agreed. So, um, moving on. We're going to get to the white devil himself. All right. How do you feel about Ian this week? Ian, you know, he... Again, not a lot of notes on Ian. Oh, nothing. I was like, the only thing I really wrote about him in my notes was that he pointed out that for the... For the first time, the doctor is going to take a nap and makes an yeah. old people joke. Yes. I wrote that one down too. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so now you're the comedic relief. Yeah. 
Yeah, all of a sudden he just mm-hmm. turned into Mr. Comedy Pants. Yeah, in the Susan corner. leaves, and all of a sudden he's like, Drama. funny. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> but beside that, very that. He also was kind of rude to Vicky, like almost immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's because him and Barb secretly want to bang. I mean, that's fair. That's. <laughs> Depending on who you ask, that's canon. (laughs) It's I'm I'm low key looking forward to who you all think is fucking throughout the show. Mm -hmm. That they're not just like because like it's one of like the uh, fandom's like favorite things to do is like Mm. ship you know ship different characters Mm -hmm. that you know are they or aren't they? You're like hmm. Boning down in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So we'll keep that. We'll keep an eye out for who's, <laughs> for who's fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ian might be one of them, but he's not doing really anything else this episode. I don't know. <sighs> he gets a foe. No, actually, maybe a five point five, because he had that little joke. Because <laughs> he had that little joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, I'm going to give him a, I'll go to the 4.5 side then okay. because it just was, he was just, he might as well have not been, I almost want to go down to where I gave Susan some points oh, last season where I said she got a 0.1 for existing in the episode because that's kind of how I felt about in this episode oh, wow. where like. I don't even know how to score you because mm-hmm. you didn't do anything. You mm-hmm. could have been any kind of a filler character. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. did not have to be Ian. You could have just been a goalpost. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that would have had the same impact. A car. You, yeah. you know, Knight Rider. A prop. Yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. <sighs> it could have been a tree in the elementary school play. <laughs> Yes. And like, we're going to get, you know, yeah, I I just can't, Mm -hmm. I can't with them. So you said a 4.5. You're sticking your to it. Well, is it a 4.5 or a 0.1? I don't know. It's your score. It is my score. I think I'm going to have to give him a (laughs) 0.1. I think I have to go with the Susan score because it could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about this character this that these two weeks that were Ian individual. Yeah, it could have been at least with Barbara, she's like popped off before. Mm-hmm. There was enough of it where there was a relationship between Barbara and uh, the Doctor, but like even the relationship between Doctor and Ian and their whole like Legends of the Hidden Temple side scrolly mm-hmm. um, fun action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, for the side scrolly fun action in the Legends of the Hidden Temple, I'll bring it back to a four point five. Okay, cool. I did enjoy that part, <laughs> especially once you find out that the little animal down at the bottom that was going to eat them, quote unquote, was her before. I just think that's, I think that's, that's comedy. <laughs> it sounded like a cow. Yeah. Okay, so last week, this is where we talk about Susan. Mm-hmm. This week. It's where we're going to talk about Vicky. Vicky. Mm-hmm. How did we feel? I think this is really going to be the bulk of this episode since it's yeah. an introduction. Um, so what did you think about Vicky? Vicky? I mean, I liked her more than Susan. 
Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the way that the episode was set up and her characteristic was very in line with the character storyline in terms of the trauma in acting mm-hmm. out and just the behaviors that you would expect from someone that was stuck, mm-hmm. that was basically, you know, held captive on, on an island yeah. by, you know, this different species. What was his name? Coquillian. Coquillian. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out it's your fucking partner and who yeah. murdered everyone. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It, got, are, it like, went... It, it went from like it's little space story to very dark, very dark, very dark. So I think I think in ter- you know the the writer in this episode, you know, didn't make her screamy like Susan screamy mm-hmm. in the annoying way. Mm-hmm. They presented the backstory to kind of justify her her behavior, mm-hmm. which is I think why I didn't hate her as much because I could understand where she was coming from. Yeah. And could not necessarily relate, but could see, okay, obviously you've got some trauma and some things yeah. you're dealing with, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, I I can't say I liked her because it's too early on for me. Sure. But she was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think she's a good replacement for, for Susan. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it's 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 you can already see the potential character conflicts that's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing this new uh, dynamic to the yeah. group. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what she does. So I mean, for me, Vicky gets. I want to say maybe just a six because I don't really know too much about her sure. yet. But she's she's she has my attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. Really dug her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I this is one of those intros that I really like mm-hmm. because we went so hardcore from this. It, it's one of those things I like knowing that this was released in January of 65. Mm-hmm. Because knowing that we're halfway through the 60s mm-hmm. and to suddenly get this very mod girl, mm-hmm. very twiggy, mm-hmm. ve- you know, no more beehive hairdo. Mm-hmm. It's a mini skirt that because we're in black and white may or may not have tights under it probably right. did because mm-hmm. otherwise I think we would have seen a lot of ass. Yeah. Yeah. But she uses like slang and she's just a little bit more radical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was excited to have a little bit more of a radical character. So it's not quite so stilted. More 60s. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more of a casualness to mm-hmm. it that... I like that she's already brought to the table. Mm-hmm. I really like the fact that she does get this solid trauma mm-hmm. where Susan, it was kind of like a, I mean, something had to have happened. Yeah, We don't know, but we don't know. You would never give same with the, you know, same with the doctor. We're like, mm-hmm. you have to think that he's an old dude. Something's got to have happened mm-hmm. in his lifetime. Like he's not where he's from. And he, yeah, exactly. But with her, you have a reason that she's, more advanced that she's kind of a precocious teenager but you also have this ability for her to still be young because she was supposed to just be there with her dad and Mm -hmm. now her dad's dead and all of a sudden she's by herself and she Mm -hmm. was not anticipating this Mm -hmm. even though she's still really smart and you know she's from she's from 2493 Mm -hmm. so future yeah so Far advanced mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. I like her because she made friends with the animals, the mm-hmm. local wildlife. Mm-hmm. 
Very Snow White-esque. Very Snow, very <laughs> snow White. Um, I also liked that one of the reasons that she got mad was because the doctor and the gang like showed up and she was like, I had a plan. Right. I had 72 hours, my right. dude. I've been here for a year. Yeah. And you fucked up. You fucked me you up fucked in the last up, 72 yeah. hours. Like mm-hmm. I had a fucking plan. I was going home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And y'all came up and fucked everything up. Yeah. And so I really liked that she was just like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. And you know, the doctor may have calmed her down, but at least she called him out on their bullshit immediately. Yeah. yeah. Not she afraid did. of conflict with mm-hmm. them, which mm-hmm. I like because my thing with Susan was always when he tried to correct her, she was like, but okay, grandfather. And there was none of that teenage rebellious, mm-hmm. but this is what I think kind of attitude. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that sticks around mm-hmm. for Vicky. Uh, she is going to be our first companion to be properly invited onto the TARDIS. Interesting. She was not kidnapped. Mm-hmm. It was a discussion for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. There was consent. Con- which is a big change for this show. And she's our next set of companions to uh, get to walk into the TARDIS and see that it's yeah. differently spaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always love a good, it's a person's first time on the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. What did she say? Whoa. Whoa. She goes, it's huge. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I always love those moments. So you gave Vicky a six. Mm-hmm. I can't say that she's, I can't say I'm going to go too much higher than you mm-hmm. because with just a two-parter, we just don't have a lot of context yeah. for her quite yet. But she's getting a lot of points for that cute little outfit being aggro towards Barbara when Barbara killed her pet. Yep. For being reasonable mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And getting mad when they fucked up her 72 hours getting off the planet plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her an eight. Okay. Nice. Now, who is the baddie this time? Oh, for sure. Fucking Bennett. Yeah. Bennett Coquillion. I think there's definitely yeah. no discussion. This you is a pretty cut and dry your, yeah. one. It's a whodunit. Yeah, exactly. You killed your whole crew. Yeah. You white you try to exterminate another race. Yeah. And then you held someone hostage. Yeah. For a year. For a year. And you terrorize them and like Yeah. Yeah, no. Hundred percent bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cut and dry. I would say Barb's is a close contender, though. Barb's was a close well, contender. She definitely, if he hadn't like murdered everybody, yeah, and been like so chill about it, and very clearly crazy, yeah. Like he faked a whole ass yeah. injury and was just gonna go back to Earth and be like, mm-hmm. what else? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I I do wonder how Vicky didn't see through this through a whole year. Well, I, I'm for me. I think the part that stood out to me was the whole, I guess, the privacy aspect. And mm-hmm. I think that's very '60s because we're coming mm-hmm. out of the '50s mm-hmm. where everything was so like sure prim and proper, yeah. and like you know, we have sex through a sheet. You know, that's not. It's <laughs> not just the '50s. <laughs> Still exists, but you know. <laughs> but you know, it was just very, you know, he dumbass. <laughs> Um, 
but I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, essentially, um, I, th- I think it was a reflection also of the times in a way. Hmm. Uh, but still, yeah. Ultimate baddie, Bennett, Coquillian. So what kind of score are you get? Is he a good bad guy? Is he a bad bad guy? I mean, he was good enough to to be able to fake to keep this poor girl hostage for a year. Also, but I feel like that could be some of her naivete. Yeah, true. I, yeah, you you have a point because there. Because he was but I th- not all that cautious. No, I think I think for me it was just it was the fact that he, you know, killed the entire crew, yeah, except for her, and then mm, tried yeah. to exterminate an entire race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, probably comforted her while she cried about her dad, dead that dad. she just killed, and then yeah. at the same time pretended to be, you know, mm-hmm. an, uh, one of the alien yeah. species dudes. Yeah. And continue to torment. Yeah. Very, it's very fucked. Very fucked. Um, so what kind of score are you giving him? I think a 7.5. Fair. I think that that's probably a fair score. When when we're talking about mass extermination. I mean, it's definitely higher than a 5. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, for him to have actually committed all those murders and like just not care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go with an eight. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty fucked. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's a baddie in the traditional sense of what we would think of as a bad person. I would, yeah, it would. Bad he's one of bro. those. <laughs> God damn it! He's one of those that I would love to have seen. He was actually a bad guy. I would have loved to have seen a little expanded. Give mm-hmm. him some depth. Other than why just was like, he so fucked up? Yeah, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. What happened to him, yo? Mm-hmm. Was it like why did he go in planning on murdering everybody? Like I would have liked a little bit. I know that it probably would have been a little dialogue heavy, but it, what flipped the switch? What the fuck was wrong with him? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Now we're gonna get into story. Mm-hmm. What kind of how we feel about the story? What kind of score are we give in the story? It was, it was, for me, it was just a filler episode, not as mm. bad as the, um, the psychedelic one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was just a very necessary short introduction to give, it, felt- it, 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 it felt like in the Marvel movies where they, they have the, the, the independent like mm-hmm. series branches off mm-hmm. that felt like this was what this was. It, it did its job. An average episode doesn't necessarily have a job. And this one did. We needed to introduce Vicky. We needed to make her likable. We needed you to feel like she wasn't just replacing Susan, which I think in especially a modern context, Mm -hmm. we do feel that very strongly because Mm -hmm. it's a demographic slot. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that would have been felt as strongly then when like television tropes weren't as solidified. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Hit me up if you do know. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I appreciated about one of the books i think tardis editorum that i'm reading it discussed the fact that when we watch doctor who from our perspectives Mm -hmm. you're watching the show you look up and there's a bad guy and he's in a really stupid outfit Mm -hmm. 
and you have to suspend your disbelief right and look at the human looking guy up in the stupid outfit and go this is actually an alien mm-hmm. you know in the sensorites mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're humanoid in suits badly yeah. fitting suits but we by the end we're like yes these are sensorites mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they banked on that concept for this where they put a guy in a stupid looking humanoid suit mm-hmm. and and relied on the fact that our brains were going to automatically go in this universe, mm-hmm. humanoid in a dumb suit equals alien. Mm-hmm. And I did like that kind of flipping on its head mm-hmm. of the plot. I felt like that was actually kind of creative and kind of meta mm-hmm. and almost fourth wall breaking in terms of creating a mystery setting that wasn't mm-hmm. just like a traditional whodunit agatha christie poirot kind of a setting gotcha um mm-hmm. so i thought that it, it it kind of fucked with the viewers expectations a little bit not just with the tardis gang mm-hmm. and the people mm-hmm. in the show solving it so i did mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. other than that not too much yeah let me see if i've got anything i did write down at one point very fucking weird mm-hmm. i don't know what that's about though oh not as weird as the edge of destruction but definitely a fever dream yeah I liked the filming of it. There was a lot of close-ups that we don't normally get, mm-hmm. uh, especially of uh, Vicky when she's kind of going into those moments of reliving trauma, PTSD potentially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which mm-hmm. I thought was a move mm-hmm. and was very interesting on the uh, part of the creators. Mm-hmm. I did try and find out if there was some like deep rooted reference to Dido of Carthage by mm, naming the planet Dido. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I I'm pretty familiar with Dido's story and I couldn't necessarily find anything other than maybe that they just liked the name. Yeah. To reference it cuz that is that kind of thing that like old smarmy British school teacher would reference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dido of Carthage. It's very much in part of like the Roman zeitgeist, which is very popular in teaching language in school and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I don't, I don't see really any connection between Mm -hmm. it, but please let me know if you see the connection because there's got to be someone somewhere that I'm just being blind Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me know if you uh, know what it is because I don't. So um, what are you going to give it score wise? I think um, also a six. A six. Yeah. Middle of the road, did its job. It wasn't necessarily too impressive. You know, it was kind of like a mea culpa, Susan. You know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so six. Six. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I'm feeling like it's going to have to be some kind of similar. I was going to mm-hmm. go maybe a 6.5, a little mm-hmm. bit higher. Mm-hmm. I liked the... No, I'm going with a seven because I really liked the fucking with the audience expectation Mm. of people who have been watching this show for one season Mm -hmm. and to have already pulled them into this idea, which all of the science fiction from the time would have been doing was putting somebody, I mean, arguably modern science fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't use CGI and you're essentially putting someone in latex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have to suspend our disbelief mm-hmm. and go, you know, even in Marvel movies, like I understand, you know, that's Karen Gillian as Nebula. Mm-hmm. 
but she's your species because she painted blue mm-hmm. and she got some shiny shit on her forehead. Right. And we're supposed to go, oh, yeah, that's definitely a different species. Not a human. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Uh, and so I like that that's, this is just an early example of just like us suspending our disbelief and them fucking with us for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So eight. Nope. Seven. 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 Okay. Now, really the most important question. Mm-hmm. Was the rescue neat or not? I'm leaning more towards not. Um, Same. The only redeeming quality I would say to maybe even push it to neat would just be the introduction, but that's not enough. No, when I think about the introduction, now granted we've only had one introduction of characters so mm-hmm, far, mm-hmm. the pilot, but it was so gripping. It, it was, was more dynamic. It was. This was very... This was very much just like, we have a job to do. We're going to introduce this character. Susan just left. We're just going to deal with this. Yeah. It wasn't... Mechanical. There was no question from the very beginning. Those opening shots on Vicky in the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Possibly there's this like, like a momentary like weight of like, who is this person? But by the time they're like, hey, do you want to come on the TARDIS? You're like, well, no shit. She's going to go on the TARDIS. Yeah. You see her and the doctor having a mm-hmm. lovely mm-hmm. old man to teenager affectionate moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of where they're like super bonding and there's yeah. going to be this whole like, you're not actually family, so I don't have to be worried about you, but yeah. like I can like project. Can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fear that. Yeah. So no, no. Yeah, absolutely not. I, didn't think <laughs> I love how you went from like, maybe no, no. Yeah, no. A hundred percent. No. Mm hmm. Just Sorry about that, Vicky. Didn't, didn't do it for me. But I I like Vicky. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what this next yeah. installment with companions will be like. I don't it I don't think that and you know, theme for our female characters. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think it did the character of Vicky justice. And not at all. It doesn't give me hope for the rest of the Vicky saga because if they can't even bring her out swinging well like they did susan or maybe just they learn like don't hype up this character if you're not gonna i guess we're gonna find out i guess so because next time we're gonna talk about the romans the romans (laughs) i love it (laughs) the romans are my shit yeah yeah i'm a big old rome nerd i'm excited to hear what you have to say me too. It's been it's been a minute since I've watched this one. We're starting to get into the ones that when I first started watching, mm-hmm. before I asked you if you wanted to do this, we're starting to get to where I dropped off again because you said you wanted to do this. And Got so it. I was like, I don't want to like watch too far ahead so I can be a little bit more mm-hmm. raw mm-hmm. Um, towards the content. Uh, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. Thanks for joining. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight, guys. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye, folks. Hey, y'all. 
it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored on Instagram, or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to media on the rocks pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.